This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome back to the Sunday special episode of the U Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana, uh, on a Sunday. We love these Sunday episodes because they're special. That's why we call them the Sunday special. And today's even more special because we have a very special guest. We do. I'm so excited to have her here today. I've always wanted to talk about um, what we're going to talk about. And so welcome, Matchmaker Maria. Thank you for having me, Jordana and Jared. Of course. I I am obsessed with the idea of matchmaking. So I'm so excited to have you on because I can ask you all like my personal questions um, about it. And Fine. Um, why don't we why don't we start off tell us like how you got into matchmaking like you know like how like what you do all all of that all the back story wow uh the, the, the simple questions i suppose uh <laughs> with small answers um so i thought i was going to go into the foreign service and that is what my studies show that i did all the massive college debt that i'm in but somewhere in between uh, me getting me finished my undergraduate studies and and attending graduate school, people caught on to the fact that I am really good at connecting people. Um, I used to have really fun wine and cheese parties in college. And then when I moved to New York for grad school and work, I worked at a market research company. Um, I was connecting people. I was doing things. I mean, to be more specific, um, this is right around when Twitter had come out and Foursquare. Do you remember Foursquare? I remember yes. Foursquare. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I had created this hashtag called NYCIR. I even had like a website for it and it stood for New York City International Relations. And I figured I'm in grad school to become to go into the foreign service one day. I need to learn how to like network with people. I'll create like a little wine party. I mean, this is me at 23 thinking I knew everything. But you know what? Using Foursquare, I was able to get all these people who worked at the UN and, and various consulates around Manhattan to come to like wine parties in the lobbies of like small boutique hotels. And sure enough, at some point, some of these people that attended, you know, would end up getting married. They had an oopsie baby and uh, they got married. And then they told, you know, people like, oh, Maria knows a lot of people. You should talk to her. And that kind of rolled into what is, you know, 13 years later, uh, you know, still matchmaking. Well, well, I, I know you a little bit, Maria. You've been on my podcast before. Mm -hmm. I'm pumped you're here right now because I think our audience is going to like attack you um, because you're so great at this. Um, but like, no, not <laughs> attack, I guess is the wrong word, but they're going to- In a good way. In a good way. They're going <laughs> to yeah, yeah. try and- you know, use you for your services, engage, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, sorry. I, I, the word attack. I don't even know. Okay. Monday. But I'm what just, do you, what do you, <laughs> so listen, I, I, but it, it matchmaking, I think is so interesting is in your blood. Like this is yes. a family. Well, that's, that's a long story. I suppose. I, I mean, love the long story. story. 
I'm a fourth generation matchmaker. So my grandmother, her mother and her grandmother were all matchmakers in, you know, Asia Minor and then modern day Greece and brought that over. I, I remember my first match was in, I, sh- I shit you not, I was in kindergarten. I set up these two kids in my kindergarten class wow. by running from tree to tree during recess and waiting for our parents to get picked up. Those two dated until prom, which is where they broke up. Um, <laughs> And I run into Not that them. we all don't so, remember. Yeah. Do you, cons- yeah, do you oh, consider that a that. successful match? Anything that lasts more than six months to me is a successful match because months, my job, okay. yeah, my job as a matchmaker is to get you on a second date. After that, you need to be a boyfriend or a girlfriend and figure your shit out. And are so, you married? I am married. And how did I you meet it. your husband? I met my husband through one of my employees. So, uh, for anyone who's probably listened to before, I apologize for reiterating what you already know. But, um, you know, I, I was very intentional. I was ready to meet someone. And I wrote down the things that I think the partner that I would want to have would be like that shared in my lifestyle, my values, my financial goals, all these things. And then I thought to myself, well, which one of my friends or employees is dating or married to someone just like this? And I could only think of two at the time. I mean, I only thought about it for a few days and I thought of two and then I reached out to those men and I Mm. said, hey, next time you go out, I need you to invite me. I want I would like to go out with next time you go out with your friends, please invite me. I did not ask them to, you know, set me up because I don't know my experience when you tell men set me up. They're just like, oh, my friends are jerks. Why would I set you up with any of my asshole friends? (laughs) I don't know. But I gave them like a like a call to action, right? Next to me, go with your friends. Please invite me. And eight days later, one of my one of the people that I reached out to was my employee's boyfriend at the time. They're married now, and um, he said, "Hey, uh, a bunch of my friends were all going for drinks in Boston." Mm. And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> great. I'll I'll see you there tomorrow." Took a I took an Amtrak ride. You, you know, he fulfilled the promise, and I took a train up to Boston, and I met nine men that night, seven or nine men. They all had the same values, similar lifestyles, the same values as me. I, I mean, like, I mean, I'm friends with these people now, right? I met all of his friends who are friends with my mm. husband. And, you know, my husband and I, we just really hit it off. I did not think I would enter a really long, I want to call it commuter relationship, but it was a long distance relationship for a long time. I didn't think that was going to happen. It, it, my mind didn't even cross. I was just okay. like, look, I asked you to meet people. I'm meeting people. Hold on. Let me backtrack for a second. You said something that I think is very important for the listeners to hear. And I don't know if you did this on purpose, but why, when you went to your employees, were they female and you went to their boyfriends? Why did you get rid of the female? Why did you go straight to the boyfriend? Was that that a calculated decision? What made you do that as opposed Mm -hmm. to, because in the world, we're going to get to some emails later about like setups and the rules for it and how people set people up. And it is interesting that there was, I don't know, it feels like there was less bullshit where you said, I want to come for drinks next time you go out, I want to meet your friends. And you basically judged your friends by their boyfriends saying, I want one like him. Like, it it, it seems like. Well, I had the both men that I reached out, one of them is also my lawyer. Um, Okay. So both men that I reached out, I had a relationship with them, like in the sense that I could talk to them in this way and say, hey, you know, I'd really like to, you know, meet your friends because... I don't know. I know some people don't agree with what I'm about to say, but I do believe that birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for someone who was um, going to be a feminist first and foremost. That was just something that I thought was really important to me. It still mm-hmm. is. 
Um, I wanted someone who watches Parks and Rec. I wanted the Ben Wyatt to my Leslie Nope. So I thought, who of my friends is dating a Ben Wyatt? Mm -hmm. And because I'm assuming Ben Wyatt's going to be friends with other Ben Wyatts. I don't know if that's like a really no. I I go, think you that's know. A, I think that's like actually more pragmatic. I think that's like more realistic and like it also like to people that are like on dating apps right now. Like it's way less like you're you're walking blindly through the streets just like trying to figure you know <laughs> trying to like you know, touch someone's like, wrist you know. to feel to figure out what they're like. You kind of have a you you have a notion of what they're going to be like just by the relationships they already have and like. You, what you just said, right? Like I had a really difficult time online dating. I'm 5'11". I'm voluptuous. It was really tough to date online because I also thought that the kind of guy that I want to date, now this is back in 2012, right? It's not, you know, this is before Tinder. So this is before the masses were all online dating, especially after COVID. Gosh, I think everyone has to be online dating, but this was when a minority was online dating. And mm -hmm. I thought that the guy that I'm probably dating, maybe he's online dating, but a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are like, you know, my husband is a lab rat and he's not swiping. He's never joined online dating. So he has no idea what's happening in the dating world. He was just like, when she appears, she appears. He had, he had made zero effort in his dating and life. And made sure you appeared. <laughs> and I made sure I appeared. And and exactly. And, and, you know, also just to kind of, like, I don't know if I purposely went around. I mean, I didn't, I didn't just look, I was, a, I was, kind of friends with my employee by then she'd working with me for six months i i like to say I, I think i have a good culture in our in in the company that i run so i was able to have that relationship with her boyfriend and ask him like hey you know next time you go out i need you to invite me and, and by the way i didn't say i want you i need you to invite me do, do you it approach... wasn't an option <laughs> yeah it was not that's why he called a week later like i'm going out with my friends it's in boston okay right uh, i'll You're be like, there. i need a progress report on when this is happening by next week <laughs> do you approach so, when you when you have like a like a person like reach out you you know use your services as a matchmaker are you uh -huh. encouraging them to take those same strategies like that you because that sounds like a strategy like that that seems like an applicable strategy like not to I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good, like that helps people. I think when people hire a matchmaker like myself or any of my colleagues, what they're hiring is for me to be that friend. That's like, well, here are all of my friends at the bar, but not mm. the bar instead I'm coordinating your date. Right. So you're, you, what you're doing is you're accessing my database. So if you feel like I'm as a brand, the person who has the kind of women you want to date or the kind of man you want to date, then, you know, yeah, you should join go to my website and follow the prompts and do what you got to do. But if you don't think I'm the right person, person then google other matchmaking services because what you're doing whenever you hire a matchmaker is you're you're doing two things one you're subscribing to that the fact that you know do they do you think that their database is attracting the kind of person you want to date a and b you're subscribing to their work ethic do you think they'll over they'll turn over every stone leave no stone unturned to mm. find your match so even if i might not have the person for you will i reach out to every single one of my colleagues, every single one of my active networks to find potential matches for you in the period that we're working together. Because that way you can say then, oh, for the, in the next six months or the next 12 months, I really did meet matches that fulfilled all of my criteria. And all that was left was us vibing the chemistry, that elusive thing that Maria has zero control over. I have no control over your chemistry on a date. You know, right. that, that's up to you. But I can at least say, OK, all this search criteria that you're looking for and the match is looking for, I can align those. 
I know Jordana has a lot of questions, but let me first plug you. Uh, it's called Agape Match, right? Yeah. That's the that's a Agape Match, and Ask a Matchmaker is Maria's podcast. I've been a guest on it. It's fantastic. You can go check it out. But Agape Match, if you're looking to, uh, you know, look into Maria's services as a matchmaker, that's where you go. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier-looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like, my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing. And I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. I've got a bunch of questions about like the process because I know I know a lot of women that I know have like thought about uh, doing matchmaking or like wanting to know more about it. Like, can you tell me like I've seen million dollar matchmaker mm-hmm. or millionaire matchmaker or Patty. something like that, but that's pretty much the extent of my matchmaker knowledge. But like, how would it work? Let's say I'm a single woman in New York um, right. and I'm having trouble on the apps and I want to change it up a bit. So I come to your uh, I come to you like what happens? So most matchmaking services um, that I work with, and as, as well as our service, we tend to not, not, and I say tend because some of us do, and sometimes we do as well, we tend to not take women specifically as matchmaking clients. 
Um, sometimes we will instead take them as in our coaching programs. Like, you know, we have this group coaching program that happens every month and we have one-on-one coaching and we have online dating takeovers and makeovers. We have all these products that are specifically designed for women to have just better dating experiences and help fix their picker. Sometimes, uh, you know, we get in our own way, especially, you know, women over 30 or especially women over 35, you know, you're single for a while and then like a good guy shows up and you're like, well, I've been single this long. This guy's good, but I could have dated him when I was 27. Why am I going to settle now? No, now he has to be perfect. And that's just really overwhelming when you think about, I, I mentioned this in a, one of my previous podcast episodes, fear of a better option, FOBO, you know, and that you can kind of shoot yourself in your own foot with a lot of options in New York. And so if you're a woman, um, if you want to choose, if you want to hire a matchmaker or do any of the other programs, you know, the first step is to join a matchmaking service. You could join mine or any of my colleagues. The good thing is, is that at least myself and the colleagues that I do collaborate with in the city, if you're not the right fit for us, we'll refer you to the right matchmaker that is. So for instance, like someone might come to me who's like, you know, the burning man is their mantra. It's their lifestyle. It's what they live and breathe. I am not your matchmaker. Amy Van Doren mm. is your matchmaker. Um, and, you know, like I, so like there are certain personalities that come out in this industry and those people attract, you know, the kind of person you want to date. Right. I think that's so interesting and like a really cool thing to note because it's kind of like, it's really saying, which is, which is true. What is true, which is that you're database or like the people that you are in your network are not going to be like fitting every single lifestyle or every single person that's out there. So I love the fact that it's like catered to if this is the kind of person you're looking for, like there's a space for you, but it's not any random matchmaking right matchmaker in the city. And and we take female clients, like don't get me wrong. It's just we're very you know, we have to have the men you're looking for. I can't take your money if I can't, you know, for us, or at least and this is now specific to my office. And I'm sure it's my colleagues have the same process. But in our office, it's like if there is not a 90% chance we can get you into a relationship in the next six months, we just can't offer you a contract. So what is your what is your what is your like kind of person? So that the ebb and flow of that, I mean, for male clients, we have a pretty wide net with male clients. Um, I'm really popular among Indian and Jewish single men. Um, So I think it's because I'm Greek and Indian moms and Jewish moms and Greek moms. They're all from the same tree, just different branches. They all talk with like a side of guilt and like (laughs) disappointment, but like pride. I don't know if this makes any sense. I just laughing, speaking, so he must know to, what I'm talking to, about. To my soul, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I was just in Boca. I, 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 have I a had Jewish pride, mom. resentment, yeah. and yeah. Uh, uh, you know, guilt as for dinner every night. That was my. But the there's also this served. pride too, right? Like when sure. you do well, it's like, oh, you're not a complete disappointment. I love you so much, you sweet boy. Like it's like, wait, what? You can do no wrong, but you can be guilted all the way to doing no wrong. It is a, quite a mind fuck. Are you acting as their like Jewish or Indian mom? No, I'm acting as their <laughs> Jewish or Indian sister. Okay. I have now, that relationship with my clients. I would say, well, then I, I, I guess I might be speaking for a lot of women listening. How are you finding a roster of men who are looking for relationships or will admit to that? Like, because I think yeah. a lot of people go on the dates and they go, every guy, uh, what are you looking for? And the guy right. will respond with, 
I'd like, which I actually think is a rightful response. I think they say, I'm looking to date, and if it's the right person, I will get serious with them. I think a lot of women hear that, and they get annoyed at that answer because it's vague, and it leaves it open to, I I guess that's like leaving out, but I'd fuck you on the way to that. You know, a lot of guys would, you know, as icky as that sounds, they would say that's included in how they look. So I skip over all of that when when you date through a matchmaker all of that is gone. All of I will. T- I'm paying. going on the first date. Yeah. Well, mm. I'm going on the first date for my client. That's what he's paying for. Right. So I'm the one vetting and and, and I'm telling the woman and if it's a hetero match, I'm telling the woman, you know, my client would like would envisions himself getting married, and having kids in the next three years. Is that in your three year plan if it works out? Mm. Because for some people, it's not right. And, yeah. and then from there, it's like, if it's not, okay, well, I'm just gonna have to put you on the back burner. And if it is great, because, and I think that's the other thing is like, why do we take, you know, for every nine women that sign up into our database, just to be considered as a possible match, which is completely free, right? Anyone can join our database just to be considered as a match. You never know. It just takes 15 minutes of your time. You'd lose nothing. But for the men that come, you know, those are the, our men are our clients for the most part, right? 90% of our clients are men. And the men that come to us, there's a stigma behind matchmaking. And the stigma is I envision myself getting married in the next three years, sometime in the next three years. So I'm only getting serious men. I'm not getting any men who want to casually date. That does not happen. And they expect me, my male clients expect me to have the difficult conversations for them. So like, oh, I'm a single dad. I know I don't know how to say this on apps. Or um, I like one one time I had a client, most of my clients um want to date women who work who are, or career oriented, right? For the most part, I would say almost all of my clients really love career oriented women. But I one time had a client who was like, oh, I would really like the woman that I end up with to like stay home for the first five years until our kids go to kindergarten. I don't know how to say this without coming off as like too traditional because I'm really liberal. So I'm having that conversation for him on his behalf, which I know might sound really simple right now as I'm speaking about it, but that's hard for people on hinge or, you know, sure. like meeting in person, mm-hmm. like, you know, especially when, you know, you're, you have a 28 year old woman who's, you know, doing really great. She's ambitious. She's driven. He's like, yeah, I want to date someone just like you, but would you mind staying home with the kids for five years? Which by the way, it's all irrelevant when you don't have, it's like, it's so easy to say stuff when you don't have kids. When the reality mm-hmm. is like, for me, for instance, who does have kids, I'm a better mom because I work. Mm-hmm. Right. And you don't know what kind of partner your partner will turn into having children. So and everyone's different than you. Also, the, the di- dynamic of the relationship changes over time. You know, you say things in the beginning that you go, wow, as a fucking idiot, you know, later on. And <laughs> right. Or both your ways, wants or both needs ways. just like yeah. evolve. Never yeah. give my kid an iPad. I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I but when you so these guys that are saying to you, I want to like, you know, is do I? I mean, my assumption when you sign up for a matchmaker is that you're like, as a guy, you it would feel like you're kind of like I I don't know. Are there guys that are coming to you that like feel a little weird about it? Like, or they're just like gung ho. Every single one. I think every client says the same. Every male I've ever met says the same two things. One. Uh, I don't know anything about matchmakers. You're the first magic I've ever met. I don't know what to add. Like, you know, that's like, I feel so weird. Like, I get it. I mean, they reached out to us. We only do inbound marketing. So it's not like I've cold called them out of LinkedIn or something. Um, But, you know, you have to kind of walk them through like any sales call, right? Like, okay, well, let's see if we're a match. (laughs) Pun. But, you know, your Mm. first match has to be with your matchmaker. And if I'm not your matchmaker, I'll refer you to the matchmaker that is. 
we always do that, like I said, you know. But the second thing that I've noticed is that almost every man that I've ever met in the last 13 years of doing this professionally is that when I ask a man, well, what do you want qualitatively like from like from your match? And they always say, I would like someone who has their own passions every single time. And they could be 30 years old. They could be 55 years old. They always say this sentence. And that just kind of that blows my mind. Why? That makes perfect sense to me. They don't yeah. want to be left responsible for someone. They are looking. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. they. Like, I, and I think that's a big life. guy thing. Yeah. Well, think about who's hiring a matchmaker. The person that's hiring me, I guess, to answer Jordana's previous question is the guy that's too busy. You know, he has he, right. he goes to work at 7 a.m. He goes to bed at like maybe, you know, at a reasonable hour. He's not swiping. He's busy and mm. he has a life and he doesn't want someone who has a life revolving around his life he wants okay you need to have your own hobbies passions interests be at your job or outside of work and from there we come together and share or and that's that's what my my company is attracting as clients right other matchmaking services they might show more models so you'll have men who are like i only want to date models okay great that's i can only speak for what my company attracts and this is what we attract is we seem to attract men who are like She's got to be career oriented and, you know, she's got to have a life. Do, do you have any situations where the men come to you and they tell you who they're looking for and you have to be like, that's not realistic. Yes. Or every single you're day. being too particular. <laughs> right. Yes, I feel every like, single day. Do you know what I feel like a lot but of my people... mom said I was handsome. <laughs> yeah. And you know, well, what? I like that's a big problem. Self-awareness of some people. I'm just like, really, really? Okay. <laughs> Well, how do you say that while still being like, you know, trying to give them what they want, but also letting letting them know that um, what they want is sort of like not a real person. It doesn't exist. I will. You know, there's two stages. The first stage is like talking to a person on my staff before you speak to me. And he's the one that kind of vets like he's a guy. So he's able to kind of talk to men in his own way that I just I don't have the balls literally and figuratively to do that mm. um to kind of like i don't say knock them down a peg but just like okay let me hear what you got to say let's see how this mm. is going to work can we work with you you know whatever and then from that i'll take his notes and i'll do what we call a pre-approval stage so we'll share like okay here are some ex- you know profiles of women based on what you said to louie that's the person that you'd speak to um like you know here's who our preliminary matches tell me what you think and you know based on these 20 profiles if he only selects two and that has happened in the past i'm like oh i can't take you on i i have to refer you to a different matchmaker because you and i just can't work but if it's if they accept 16 it's like oh okay reasonable expectation because what i like to show is a diversity you know in in race body type religion i mean based on the parameters that are being told to me i'll stick within those parameters but i'm going to try to show diversity of like face structure and what they do and where they live, like all the whole thing. So I can get an understanding of like, okay, what are you looking for? And can I, can I, are we in the same bandwidth? Can we work together? Because I don't want to sign a contract with someone, you know, six months, we do six month contracts. That's a really long time to talk to someone every week about their dating life when you're not even married to them. Or on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, exactly. And so that's like, that's the situation that I'm, that you're kind of put in. We're like, okay, I, this has to work for me too. You know, I, mm-hmm. like I said before, I'm married. I've got two kids after 5 PM. I don't want to think about work. I got, I got other people I'm responsible to. 
I need to right. make sure that I can work with people that I can work with. And that just, now that's just ethics. It's not even business. But to go back to what you said, like, how do you tell people? Sometimes I have to tell them, like, have you dated people like this in the past? Or right. when you swipe, what search parameters are you using? Oh, and do they respond to you? Like, you know, mm. I, had, I had a client recently who kept saying that every woman he meets is a gold digger. And I'm like, really? Tell me a little bit more about who you're searching. Oh, sure. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, 55 and I'm only dating women under 29. Okay, well, why would a beautiful 28-year-old woman date you at 55 if, you know, not to get, I mean, like, if there's not security. Some, yeah, you know, right. for you know, their security is a part of their issues on the other side. I would assume, right? Right. And he's like, and you know, they'll, they'll say stuff like, "Well, I could," you know. And by the way, clients like that, and I have plenty of women in their late twenties and early thirties who want to date men like that. But you can't use the word "gold digger" as if it's a negative mm. connotation. It's like, well, that's right. what you want, and that's these are the offering. women that want to date. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. you know, that's what happens. Yeah, and, so, yeah I mean, there's, um, I don't there's, judge there's on negative, that. There's negative names for him too, you know, like that's yeah, the, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's no judgment on my end, right? I just have to see, like, look, at the end of the day, I'm a business, and I have to decide, you know, based on what you're asking, it might be a tall order, but do I have it? If I have people that want to meet you, you right. know, then we can have the following discussion. Well, that's where right. you get into the icky subject of like that you're doing the first date for them. Like I have a guy right. who only wants to meet, you know, this type of woman. And, and it's like that's that's tough to I mean, I, that, that's a that's a tough thing to even talk about on social media. Like, I mean, like, I don't even you know what I mean? Disclose like, oh, the searches. I mean, look, by the way, it's not just, oh, you know, that's that. By the way, I'm, I don't want to make the exception, the rule. Most of my clients are open to dating all races. Sure. Right. So I'm just trying to, you know, but I'm, you know, not everyone wants to date different religions. You have to like, you have to mm. kind of sit around and kind of work around. But the good thing is that we do ask when you sign up, we do ask what ethnicities are you open to dating? What religions are you open to dating? So that way we can keep you in mind for any client that comes in that's that has the same search criteria as you. Right. I don't want to waste any person's time. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and every body. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff i have a solution for you newly newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. 
access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love. For sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, Newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I think what you were saying in the beginning is also really interesting. But when you have someone who's single, man or woman, you know, like in their mid 30s, late 30s, 40s, whatever, where they're like, I've been waiting so long for this person that I don't want to feel like I'm like settling now when I could have met this person before. But the idea, like, what do you say to those people? Because I I know a lot of people like that. I feel like I like have heard people that, you know, are they women or men? Um, men. Really? Yeah. I I feel like I, so I think this is a mixed bag here. You know, sometimes this is what we do in uh, in like our coaching program. It's like just trying to reestablish like what you're looking for, because anything other than you being happy is ego coming in your way. Oh, well, I could have dated this guy when I was 27. Like some Mm -hmm. people hold out, like I'll give you an example, right? Sometimes I have women who say he has to be at least six foot tall, which is the stupidest thing. Or they'll say stuff like he has to make this amount of money. Like they'll be very specific. Right. And it's it's funny because people probably say all the things they can't politically correctly say anywhere else to you. Oh, yeah. It's like they're paying you. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we have people that are famous. We have celebrities. We have politicians. We have athletes who say all these things that I'm not allowed to talk about, like with a name. I get it. So it's this confidentiality that comes out in any meeting with any matchmaker. Right. Um, I'm like your HR office for dating. But. (laughs) but what comes out from that is trying to understand like okay tell me a little bit more about your financial goals because you're saying oh he has to make this much amount of money but you just told me that he needs to be an equal partner at home like if you're a woman telling me he needs to make at least a million a year well chances are he's not going to be the one wiping the diapers or you know cooking lunch every day and maybe he is but if he's working to make a million a year, I don't know how he's making it. It might be from dividends and it doesn't matter. But, you know, you just trying to kind of fill in the blanks. It's like, tell me why you need this. Well, it's a lesson in trade-offs, you know, like, uh, you know, for people, like, it's like, it's like finding an apartment in New York. It's like, if you want to live in one neighborhood, you're going to get certain things that you're not going to get in another neighborhood. And, you know, if some people, it's tough for them to, you know, they want it all. And it's tough for them to imagine that anyone is living with trade-offs, but everyone is. And here's the thing, the people that sometimes, now that I use the example of income, right? The, the people that will say to me, they need to make at least a million dollars a year, right? They're probably making a million dollars a year and they're thinking, oh, this is my equal. But mm. men don't think like this. I've never had a man say to me, she needs to make this amount, amount of money or she needs to be, you know, this exact education. Oh, I've had a few guys tell me they have to be Ivy League educated, which just like I have to convince them to stop thinking like that. <laughs> but I don't have men asking. So like to go back, like I'm going to take a step back for a second. The 1% woman who is sometimes 35 and single, 35 and over and single, right? That 1% woman, highly educated, greater career, making a good income, does spin classes, has an awesome, you know, everything, everything, 1%, right? 
she wants a 1% man. Mm. But that 1% man does not think like that. At least the ones that I'm like the men that I'm meeting. They're not thinking right. like, oh, she needs to have this education. She has to have this income. She needs to have like, it's not, that's not it. It's, is she nice? Is she kind? What values does she have? <laughs> like, what kind right. of mother will she be one day? You know, like, these are the things that are being asked of me to find. And sometimes, like, I've had instances where like a woman will say, he needs to make a list of men. I go, how many vacation days do you have a year? Uh, 20. Okay. And, and those 20, how much money are you spending on vacation? this. Okay. And you already own your home this. Okay. So if I introduced you to a guy who makes $150,000, you know, being a director at some pharma company, um, mm. can you just think of him as an $150,000 bonus to your <laughs> income? Like, <laughs> like, I'm just saying like, if everything yeah. else, this has happened to me, like I once had, um, a really famous CEO, his daughter came in and she was saying he needs to make, you know, this amount of money because her trust fund was giving her that amount of money a year. Like, I think it was like something like three million a year. Oh, God. It's more like, but you have houses everywhere. You right. have a private chat. Like, why yeah. does he need to make this amount of money? Like, at the end of the day, I got to find you someone who's going to be emotionally balanced with you, intellectually balanced with you. And let me tell you, income does not discriminate on these things. It's so interesting how, like, I, I'm hearing all this and it's like, and I, I I hope no woman is listening to this being like, you you know, these, but these guys are assholes too. Like, you know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I mean, it does sound like these men. Everyone wants the juicy story, right? So these are the sure. juicy stories that I have. These are not, these are the exceptions. These are not the, most of my clients are freaking normal and they're awesome. And I love them. I especially love this year's clients. They're so incredible. Of course. And it's like, but it, it is interesting that like. Is that is do you notice that like these men that you're dealing with are they over the hump of like you know being casual like I, I do you ever have men that you turn down that you're like this guy's trying to you know game this system it feels like a weird I, mountain to climb up to be casual I, I assume that right yeah so I'm saying I assume if someone's paying for a matchmaker that yeah. they are not just looking to hook up because there's way easier ways to hook up yeah and right? cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's never happened to us. But I will say that we have something else in our industry. We have men who there's two. There's one. We have one where like they got married to their college sweetheart. And then 25 later, they, 25 years later, they divorced. So they're in their 50s. And then they're like, mm. uh, I don't know how to date what, you know, robot, whatever. And they come to our office from the divorce lawyer's office. They just walk over to ours <laughs> and sign up. And they're like, you do it. I'm not learning now. I'm too old. You do it. It's kind of like your dad. You know, he gets his new iPad. And he's like, ah, sure. you know? right. it's the same thing. He's got a so shirt with the Paisley cuffs that's right. rolled up. Yeah, he looks ridiculous. New have, balance shoes. Exactly. <laughs> and then you have this other client who experiences matchmaking one time and they're like, wait, what? Like that experience to them is so mind blowing that they can't go back. Like if they're still single or they break up, they can't go back to like regular dating. And so they'll mm. try all the matchmakers in the city over the next three years. Like I've had hey. clients who have hired me and then they hired four other matchmakers or they've hired three other matchmakers before they came to me. And so you have to, and you have to learn like, Hey, well, how was your history with them? Like, why aren't you hiring them again? Cause we have clients who, if they're still single at six months, they'll renew. I've had one client renew with us four times. I mean, he's gone into relationships multiple times in that right. period, but he'll, every time he breaks up, he's just like oh, back to Maria. Can I ask why women are mostly not paying 
why why your clients like you're saying the women are like in the database or they're doing the, the coaching stuff but you said they're like mo- your clients are men is it because women don't want to pay for the no, service women or pay. women totally want to pay but i think what's happened we used to take women like 50 50 um for eight years we stopped at the end of 2017 because i got really tired personally like i don't know what happens between coaching and then when they send the check for matchmaking but suddenly you know i know you talk to your friends and if my clients are listening i know you talk to your friends about the matches i'm sending to you and then suddenly it's like well you paid this much so now he needs to be five foot ten and above oh you paid this much now he needs to have a full head of hair oh you paid this much now he needs to belong to this club or it's have this so, position. And I'm just like, whoa. And men like, don't do that, you're saying? Men do not do that. It's so huh. interesting. I I it's I say this every New Year's Eve. I do shows on New Year's Eve. And if I'm in the city, the, the show that costs money in the city on New Year's Eve is the hardest show you'll ever do because they have an amount of money and amount of effort that went into this that needs to be paid back in laughs and in experience. But then... Mm. The New Year's Eve show that's free in Brooklyn in the back of the bar is always the best one because right. everyone feels like they found something, like they, they're getting a deal that no one else knows about on right. New Year's Eve. And it is interesting. That kind of same thing happens for men and women. Like you, you referenced the guy who's like, this matchmaking, it can be like this. This is made so much easier for me. So he's thankful for this yeah. whole experience where the, you know, the woman is kind of dealing with it in a totally different perspective where she's like, totally. the I'm paying for so this. Different. It better be good. Yeah. And by the way, it's so different with gay and it's so different with lesbians. Like I've matched gay men. I've matched lesbians. Gay men are the hardest. They are harder mm. than straight women. So if you were to ask me like, what's the hardest, easiest, the hardest is gay men. Gay men are, by the way, exponentially easier in social, you know, in, in social settings or on apps because mm. they have control. But the moment you match meme now, Maria, I have found a lot of difficulty matching gay men because they have their own criteria that I don't have. Like, you know, I have to start asking men, like, are you a top or a bottom? Or are you versatile? Like questions mm-hmm. that I never, right. like they would, I would have clients who are like, I'm a bottom. He better be a top. And I'm like, okay, now I have to talk to a, a, a gay gentleman for an hour to finally find the comfort to ask him, so <laughs> what's up you know yeah it's yeah, really yeah. tough and, and especially because it's I'm, outside your world like it's easier right. if it's your world it's you know it you I know feel it's like gaming can look at each other at this point and like they know and i'm like i don't have those powers unfortunately mm. um and then straight women you know equally tough but i can oh, look i've i created a coaching program that has the same success rate for male matchmaking straight male matchmaking so it's like we'll do this it's, it's cheaper and it's better and it's more fun and then after that, it's straight men. And then the easiest is lesbian women. Mm. Like, oh, my God. You know, it's just, uh, you know, I, it, I, I, under, I get it. And, and by the way, right there, I like I understood. I mean, I've always known that sexuality is not a choice. You're born the way you are. But let me tell you, if I could choose to be a lesbian, <laughs> I would I would totally do it. A lot like, more. Well, it's just easier. to the well, sex it's part, so they're probably the prioritizing part. like the right thing emotions yeah. and hobbies and interests it's like so much less about like what does someone look like and how do we vibe it's more of like are do we have a clear understanding of each other okay let's move on mm. like well, what <laughs> on the sex part when you're speaking to a guy are you taking into account how sex kind of works into how they get to know someone because there are some people we get emails all the time where someone mm-hmm. says 
I don't want to be with someone. I don't want to have sex with someone unless I know that they're there for a serious relationship. And then you have like the guys right in where they go, well, you know, sex is part of my figuring that out way I go about it. And that might be flawed. That might be wrong. But you have two people come from two different angles. Do you have to talk to them about that? No, I a lot of my followers know what I'm about to say, but my clients okay. certainly know. So shout out to all of them right now. But 12 date rule. I have institute Whoa. the 12 date rule. Okay. And everyone can go something- follow Maria at matchmaker Maria. I want to make sure we get, get you out there, but uh, okay. So 12 dates. Okay. So there's a math to this. $1,200. Right. Okay. No. <laughs> so I say that, First of all, to, you kind of asked two questions. The first one is like, when do I find out what he's looking for? And the answer, the answer here is very simple. Mm. If he says on an app, I'm only looking for something casual, believe him. That's yeah. what he's looking for. He right. knows that's on the app. But mm-hmm. if it's not listed or if it says I'm looking for something serious, don't ask him. Don't If it's not listed, do not ask him because without the context of a first date, the answer does not matter. Because just because he says to you on an app, I am looking for a serious relationship, which by the way, Really weird question to ask a complete stranger that you don't even know if or if you know if you like. But mm. if you know, well, you takes ask your them. taste out of the question. Yeah. First of all, why does he have control over this? Uh, mm. But second of all, like go on a date. You have no idea because just because he says I'm looking for a serious relationship does not mean he's looking for a serious relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. that's that part. But the second part is like, you know, how do I know if he's looking for sex or not? What I have instilled on my clients. And, and, and all my followers is I say, do the 12 date rule. And now I've gotten at my last count, 207 people in relationships in 2020 using the 12 date rule because they all email me and they DM me. Wow. So this is what happens. Yeah. It's a lot of people. The key to a good relationship is no sex. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they say. Really easy, by the way, 12 dates. So, okay. So the whole purpose of 12 date rule is to discover if you're emotionally compatible. That's all it is. Okay. And you'll never discover if you're emotionally compatible. It's like if you have sex too soon, it's just, there's too much distraction. There's too many chemicals running through your body. It makes it really hard to discover if this person is a sociopath or if he's love bombing you or if he's a narcissist, because once you have sex, the oxytocin, it blinds you. You see to see, miss the pink flags, let alone the red flags. Mm. Do you say that as well? But how to get to the 12 dates, right? So one date, so here's, this is what I call date math. So one date, is equal to a minimum of 20 minutes, a maximum three hours. And you can have up to two dates in one day. So absolutely. So if you go out like a nine hour date, all of us have been there where we meet someone, we go to the park, then we go for ice cream, then we go to the movie theater. Like nine hours have passed. Okay, that's still two dates. You don't get like a bonus here. Two, two dates. So that's two, two dates. Don't count. So that's, yeah, so that's two, sleepovers you count that don't as, count. So that, any date over two, three dates is two dates. Any date three over hours, three dates is three two hours. Dates. Any right. date over six hours is two dates. Got okay. it. So you can have a maximum of two dates. Now, what counts as a date? Phone counts as a date as long as it's more than 20 minutes. Let me tell okay. you, most people when they talk on the phone, they don't talk for more than 20 minutes. So FaceTime counts, Zoom counts, but you have to meet in person. Of those 12, three of them have to be in person. Okay. So they can be, so it, it, so it can be nine phone dates of over 20 <laughs> minutes and three in-person dates to get you to the sure. 12. Guess what though, Jared? Sure. Like, half the people you date will never get it past, past date six. 
Yeah, it's exhausting. You know, like yeah. at that point, like and I can speak for a lot of men out there at that point, you know, masturbation is just way uh, more efficient. You know, well, that's, like, how you weed, that's how you weed out the guys sure, who are like, thinking that way, right? Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I would love this. I feel like, especially if it's like, that's the norm. That's what everyone goes into it knowing. Like, I do. I mean, obviously, it takes a little bit of the spontaneity and like out of out of the excitement of initial dating. But I do think well, it can be refreshing in a way. A lot. It's really exciting. I'm sorry, you can do 12 dates in, in in 10 days if you were really interested in doing it. It's not hard. That's true. And yeah, by the way, I, the best guy, if you want to get this done and fall in love, the best guy to meet right now is the guy going to see his parents for a week. Because if you go on a physical date two days before, then you're going to be FaceTiming and Zooming for the next week. Then you're going to come <laughs> back. He'll already be in love with you. You've already hit the 12 dates. Have sex. I don't give a shit. And by the way, sex is defined differently by everyone. So I'm not asking, mm. you know, if you define sex as penis and vagina, dude, give all the blowjobs in the world. Eat her pussy out. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to say all that stuff. You're allowed to but, say anything. You know, yeah. Go for it. You know, do it. Do if, if that's what you, you know, define sex as. Do the other fun stuff. Mm. You know, but if you don't define sex like that, and, you know, some people, you know, some people don't have all those parts. So they don't define sex like this. So you have to figure out like how you define sex. Look, it's also about teaching people your boundaries and your limits and seeing if do they respect my boundaries yeah. and my limits when I tell them, hey, I'd, I'd like to wait a little bit. Yeah. I'll and let I, me know when I'm ready, but I'd like I to think, wait a little bit. And I also you're going to have those guys that are going to and I a lot of times like a lot of women will write in here being like, we haven't even had sex yet and he's already backing away. And I'm like, yeah, he's backing Great. away from the mountain that you've built. And that's okay. That, that's better. I don't he want knows you to beat that guy. A, yeah, he knows this is a serious situation. Not There's consequence here. I don't want you to fuck a guy who's not going to call you again. I don't want you to have sex with someone who is planning on ghosting you. Like this mm -hmm. is... This is enough time. And by the way, the number 12 is completely arbitrary, right? You can make it 10. You can make it 15. I don't I don't care. I like 12 because there's 12 months, 12 horoscopes. I think people can digest 12 better than any other number. Yeah, it took me only an hour to get nine plus three. Um, <laughs> I like it. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable, and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. 
Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. All right, Jared, what do you think? You want to do an email? Let's do it. Uh, we have two in front of us, but you choose which one uh, for Maria. And we want everyone to go follow Maria at Matchmaker Maria. Go, go, go um, right now. And, you know, check out all, you know, Maria's all over TikTok and Instagram and doing all great stuff. I love her account. So go follow and get involved. So we have the email. Yes. Dear J&J, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the right way to set up your friends. I recently had a friend suggest I go on a date with a guy she knew, but when she showed me his picture, I really wasn't into it. I told her I wasn't really comfortable going on a date with someone I, I knew nothing about, assuming that would be the end of it. Fast forward a week and I get a text from my friend letting me know that the guy now had my number and would be texting me, which he did. I appreciate her wanting to help me find someone, but now I'm stuck going on a courtesy date with a guy I have no interest in. I figure grabbing a few drinks is worth avoiding awkwardness to my friend who truly means well and has never done something like this before. Do you think it's okay to give out a friend's number without their consent? Am I wrong for going on this date even though I know I'm not interested? Sincerely, salty setup. (laughs) Okay, so I have advice for two people here. The first is the salty setup, but the second is her friend. Yeah. So let's start with the friend first. If you're going to set up your friends, never tell them you're setting up your friends. Just invite everyone over for game night or what I think is going to be the event of the summer, June, July, August baby birthdays. I'm telling you, if you have a birthday in July, all of your friends expect you to have a birthday party. And it is your responsibility to invite your friends who are single so they can meet new people. It's it's your responsibility. So if you're planning on setting up your friends, don't tell them I'm going to set you up. Do something, invite them, and then hopefully they can vibe. Because let me tell you, if someone showed me a photo of my husband when I met him, there's just no way I would have gone out with him. Right? Like you so have to let the vibe happen. Generally, I think friends are the worst people to set up. People. Why is that? Because friends suck. Like they're like, oh, you're gay, he's gay, you should be together. They don't think sure. about like the other thing. Oh, you're Jewish, she's Jewish. Jared, you should you know go out with her. Like it's not. Sure. So, Do you ever set up you know, your friends? You ever set up your no. friends? No, never. I, I, I've, I've had a lot of friends get married through me, but it's only because I invite them out to stuff that I do and they meet people there. So I, it's I, like I, bring a horse to water, can't make them drink situation. Bring, you know, bring your friend to game wedding. night and, and at my wedding, maybe I they'll sat, suck a dick. Yeah. That's, at my that's wedding, funny. I had like three singles tables and I made sure that they all sat together and I had a boy girl. Like I signed seats for them. I knew, you know, like they didn't know it was a setup, but I knew that's, what to do to that's so funny we're done i know you're planning something i'm telling you singles table i mean mike my fiance is constantly telling me that i'm that i should stop setting people up because he says like you're only he says that like your only criteria is that they're both single and that's not (laughs) a good way to go about it so i guess he will feel affirmed in this let (laughs) let them vibe i love the idea of a party with like-minded individuals that's how you met your husband like these are all like good things like if someone is like this I think we can all agree this is not the right way to like bring two people together and I think right. a lot of people when you, when someone's setting you up and doesn't really think about it it's a, a lot of times for their ego like there's a lot of people that like take a lot of pride and they they're like 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 they're playing pawns like they want and then it becomes right. too much um 
it's kind of, it reminds me of like the office when someone who was it Jim talks about the matchmaker test you want to see like what your friend thinks of you by seeing who they set you up with interesting yeah I don't know it's just it's kind of I don't know ego does get involved here and right. I think it's I look I do think it's wrong that a person gave up a person's phone number out um you know she could she could at least said follow her on Instagram and see what happens you know maybe sure. you can figure it out on your own but a phone number is pretty serious but now to the friend to the salty what was it called mm -hmm. salty single salty yes. setup salty setup okay um so her mindset stinks um if you're single and you have to really you know mindset's everything when it comes to these things and when you're going on dates be it online through friends whatever you have to start thinking of i'm going to meet i get to go on a date in this enthusiastic voice like i get to go on a date i get to be one person closer to my person and by just framing it like that, you're going to have a great attitude on the date. Wow, I get to meet someone new today. She's already upset. She should not go on this date, by the way. Like, you do not do the courtesy date. If you're going to if you're going to call it a courtesy date, do not go on the date. Right. Yeah. It's about attitude. It's all about attitude. And also, totally. the, the person across from you doesn't believe that you're on a courtesy date. Like uh, yeah, and that's rude to them. I mean, it's it, they are in dreamland. They're like they're here with me. I'm me. I'm great. The friends set us up. Of course, we're gonna have a fun. You know, like I think, you know, they're living in a in a you know a dream world. Like, and it's like right. it. Nothing feels worse than feeling you uh, than like coming to and finding out you were on, you pity know, date. a rea a pity date, mm -hmm. a reality yeah. show that was going on around you where everyone else was actors and you're just the only one acting, awful. you know, normal, you know? So, uh, yeah. That stinks, you know? Yeah, I totally get it. But, you know, I look, I like I said before, I think birthday parties are going to be the event of the summer. We talked about it last week. I think, like, house parties are happening. People are looking to get together. You're going to meet, you know, people want to meet friends, meet people, be around people. Yeah, it's coming. Hot vaccinated summer. That's right. <laughs> Hot, no, shot girl summer. That's what I call it. Oh, I, like, I it. like that. Yeah. That's what, that's that's what I put on my vaccine photo. I put caption shot girl summer. Love anyway. It. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. I feel like I learned a lot about this whole process and I got like a very realistic view of why I'm not good at it. So um, I'm going to take your advice. Do more events. Try to replicate your matchmaking aura and sensibilities um but this was awesome thank you so much again for coming on so much fun thank you everyone go follow at matchmaker maria um you can follow you know find you know her service everything's there right maria yeah there's a link so, right there i'll take you to everything <laughs> at matchmaker maria thank you so much um jordana we we all did it again right we did it again we'll be back on wednesday bye you Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at YouUpPod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton, only on Netflix, May 16th. 
Betches.